it's MC Devi here. You are listening to the Beat Beat Podcast, exposing the truth as we see it. This is a podcast where son, a mother of one, and a grandmother of three open up each other's eyes to the matrix. Look at the modern day world from the perspective of three different generations. Follow, laugh, and brilliantly analyze the tragic comedy we know as the human experience. Music you are listening to is by my late and great grandfather Sadun El Bayati. May he rest in peace. Yo, 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 MC Devi. And I am joined by my co host, the Reverend Summer Elmay Addy. And a guest today, Mr. Jake Doe over there in the corner. Hey, 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 everybody. How you doing? This is Jake Doe coming at you live from the Alvey household. Yeah, Jake. <laughs> He's got the radio voice going. Uh, sadly, uh, Mrs. Barbara Elbeati, the matriarch, is uh, not with us today. She is in Michigan, Ann Arbor, Michigan. And um, she's visiting she's doing her old stuff. high school. Yeah, yeah reunion it's stuff. Pretty awesome. Pretty cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So, Jake, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Thank you very much. Yes, we just saw uh, Sportive Tricks at yeah. Muldoon's at the Muldoon's pub. Muldoon's in Newport Beach. Newport Beach. Sportive Tricks puts on a good show, don't they? That's where I shout, was born. Shout out to Muldoon's, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, them, for having us there. Like, yeah. the food was amazing. I mean, I finished the whole shepherd pie. For Ooh, sure. Oh, yeah. That, that took, that, like, that, that, was like, that was, like, 15, like, took me, like, 15 minutes to, to eat that whole bowl know, of, like, shepherd's right? pie. Like, you, you then, had to eat and then take a break and then come back to it. <laughs> right but the irish soda bread that's my favorite yeah. oh yeah 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 you you can't you can't yeah. skip on on the soda bread that yeah, that's can. definitely no, something like and it makes it even more sweet when you are there with sportive tricks right and they are just you know entertaining us with their amazing music and we just have a wonderful time i look forward to that every, every single every time. member was really kind of energetic like mm-hmm. i I haven't I haven't been back to to Muldoon's over like the last time you took me was probably before I started like my first year of um college. Yeah, I right. think the last time we went was yeah, with, uh, and all our buddies, mm. right? Yeah, and you know I was still I was still around El Dorado Emerson back like back uh, in like the old the old facility. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. that that really that really kind of kind of helped me throughout the first like the first year as a freshman and then second year mm-hmm. kind of oh honest. going back visiting your your high school alma mater you mean that helps yeah to like get through college huh yeah it really it really does nice yeah, yeah. well well anyway so now because because like barbara is not here today let let me guide today's uh our topic so our topic today is about happiness yeah. and in the pursuit of happiness. The pursuit of happiness. Good movie. Great movie. That was a great movie. That's a tearjerker. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, like the philosophy of what it 
what is happiness and right. like, what's a evolving throughout the history like in different subject um so let's like we get happiness it seems to be one of one of our humans like greatest um prime emotion Mm -hmm. i would say that's the prime directive is happiness Mm -hmm. yeah well it's so we say right uh we say it's happiness but then we don't really know what that is till we're way older right oh yeah yeah well i mean i i kind of think in terms of you know jake you you came here um to the united states right Right. from vietnam to study Mm -hmm. in theory in pursuit of happiness i would assume right oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i mean like when I was a kid, USA was kind of like the the one thing that like struck struck me like in my in my like childhood. That's mm-hmm. why I started like studying English for for almost like I started from five since I was five years old. Oh wow! And that was way long like like really long ago. It was like mm-hmm. fourteen years. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so it kind of like re- kind of helped me you know developing this independent thoughts and like having um a self concept of what what am i achieving like mm. you know like in vietnam there there isn't much um to say like if you live down in like further south of mm-hmm. Ho Chi Minh City. Mm-hmm. You know, it's my city is this kind of like bustling but really peaceful kind of city. There isn't much going on as in terms of like crime mm. or in terms of like um like um social problems. Mm-hmm. It was it was considered quite a um quite a peaceful city and i had a really staple like childhood and when i came here like about two years two years now mm-hmm. so it really changed it really changed my perspective as um as um as when i was a kid and like till to this point now mm. how how did your perspective change let's just say like vietnam is like it's a small league. It's a small league of like kids. If you are like, if you were, you were kind of like had this uh, outgoing attitude and like you know you kind of have like um like very active and like enthusiasm for studying. You know, chances are you might be the kid that kind of like having a lot of um. Um, having a lot more opportunities, mm. and I I had that ability, but however, I I kind of had a little setback, and when I was young, I my 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 relationship relationship with my parents wasn't that great, mm. and I always end up like getting caught and doing something wrong and then 
you know, they scold me. So it kind of affect a little bit mm-hmm. on like my innocence now. Mm. And when I grow, starting to grow up, I become more sarcastic. I become more out, outcast by um, my peers. Mm. But but coming here, um, I was more, I was more reclusive. I more, I become more, become more cautious on what I'm saying and what I'm doing. Yeah. So. So it really helped me open up to other people's thoughts and opinions. And El Dorado was kind of kind of like my experience as the experience of giving me that experience to grow up and becoming an adult. Yeah. So I think that that was like the best time of my life. It was mm. at El Dorado. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so so back to happiness, right? So we kind of we kind of talk about like uh, like happiness in in terms of our um, personal goal, and then we're talking about like a lot in like political situation right now. Mm. So let me ask you guys a question. Um, my first question is like, what was like what was your definition of happiness? What is happiness in your sense? Like, what is your goal? What is you like? What what is your um yeah, motivation to go out like to get through this life and and tell me tell me how and why the like, definition of happiness? Yeah, I don't. To me, happiness is just happiness, I think. Um, And I think the motivation for getting to a happy state is happiness. So it's kind of like a circle, right? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think uh, in today's society, uh, happiness is kind of not been the main objective Mm. i felt in terms of i don't know how to put this maybe somebody can help me out well what do you mean by it's not the main objective like in terms of our like would you say physical of um uh, physical like obsession or in terms of like mental or spiritual welfare like spiritual wealthiness uh, like wealthiness I think um, I think happiness uh, we've put a um, what's it called we've put a a face on it. Mm. Mm. This is what happy looks like. This is what happy looks like, but that's not really happiness because happiness is individual to each person. Right. You know, uh. somebody might be happy, uh, you know, cooking, for example, right? Right. right. Whereas somebody might be happy doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. 
Right. What is happiness? Um, Jake had asked what motivates you. And I think, I think the way that I look at happiness is happiness is um, a holistic um, way of being. So it's not just about, I feel happy. It's, I feel fulfilled in my relationships, whether it be romantic or with friendships, right? Mm -hmm. I have a good family life. I feel loved. I am successful at work or school. <coughs> Excuse me. I feel physically, physically, I have well-being, right? I'm exercising and eating right. Um, and then there's the spiritual component, right? So there's there's all these different components to happiness. And um, if you were to look at it just from a spiritual standpoint, right? If you look at something like taking the religion of Buddhism that says that there's suffering in the world, then to be happy means not to erase suffering, but to be happy despite your suffering, right? to be able to feel happy no matter what you're going through, no matter what obstacles in life. Uh -huh. right, right. Well, for some of us, uh, suffering uh, can be a sort of happiness. Mm. Um, Say that, more. That means masochist. No, 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 no. no like, like that's one aspect of it. I mean, yeah, like one, when, one I'm, aspect, yeah. when I'm at the gym. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it hurts like hell. It's a, a, a fulfillment, a sort of. Or, yeah, yeah. Like you got those endorphins going. Yeah, yeah. yeah but <laughs> the adrenaline. The adrenaline. the adrenaline. Yeah, the adrenaline but rush. But also, yeah. there was something. Uh, we watched John Wick 3 last night. Super yeah. violent movie. Yeah. <laughs> right. Very violent. Uh, really cool, though. Yeah. But he said something. Or Winston said something. Towards the end of the movie, he quoted the art of war. Um, and I recognize that quote because I read the book. Mm. But uh, he said, you have to have war in order to have peace. Mm. Right. Which is one of one of the many of humanity's paradox. Because, like, I, I, can, re I can reflect it as, like, this one of the peace in the Bible. Mm -hmm. about um a Cain and Abel uh -huh. which is after the the the, f the first sin that Adam and Eve committed mm -hmm. so like that's where every like the idea that if um there's war then there's peace i i kind of feel like like what Cain did to Abel it sets off into this path where humans as our own had to have this conflict mm -hmm. because co when when we in in a state of conflict we began to ask ourselves we began to self-reflecting on what we have done i mean like some of we should self-reflect but not everybody yeah, does Jake. but yeah definitely yeah, yeah. yeah exactly but right. But you know, there's there's certain aspect of of that, like when when people are into in in that certain point of like you know making decision, like especially like in um like uh, desperate situation, like in war, when like you know like 
when when like the Americans decided that like they they they're gonna they're gonna drop the the, the atomic bomb on um, yeah, into Japan. Japan. That was like one of the hardest decision. I can I can feel it. And mm. even like before that, the Cuban Missile Crisis, mm -hmm. like that could have been worse. Like, like without like some interference and like re reevaluating like every everything that we know and love of of what uh, in this world would have been wiped out. Mm. I well, you know, I look at conflict as. Um... You know, when you're bringing up something as in war, it's usually about and and it conflict with another person. Also, it's it, a lot of times it's about power, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, having power over another. Right. And um, when wars occur, you always must ask yourself, well, okay, what is the point of this? Right. Is it about power one country over another country? Is it about um uh getting resources from that country and that country's not giving up their resources freely so therefore we're going to go and get it right so you always have to ask yourself because i think that um i think that if if people uh if countries are in conflict if people are in conflict if they could just really dialogue and really dialogue not not just um pretend to dialogue but really be open to hearing one another then maybe we wouldn't have conflict and wars, right? Mm. But if there's always this ulterior motive and you always have to ask yourself, what's the hidden agenda here, right? If somebody is sitting down with, with you and you're not getting anywhere, you have to ask yourself, what's blocking this? What's, what is it that they really are trying to achieve when they're dialoguing with me? Because if it doesn't feel like it's true dialogue and truly open then there's something going on there's something that that is blocking that right, and right, that's because, right, that's how conflict happens right because like you know like usually the aftermath of what is a conflict we always ask this question what's happened next right like you know like when we get this uh, like happiness can act and i and i can can tell by experience like sometime when you know at the at the most like happiest moment of all mm -hmm. after a few seconds i could feel that that moment lost away right and mm -hmm. like you know when people go into concert like when they see their favorite band mm -hmm. like they're they play the the greatest hits mm -hmm. it clicks you and then you start to jamming and you enter this like this his, euphoric euphoric state, state. Yeah. yeah yeah like that moment like when everything and every suffering that you have sort of lost dissipates, away yeah right? it dissipates yeah. and then it comes back yeah right after. but but then like after the show's done the the curtain close everything started to um, fade back to reality yeah you know mm. and you're like oh shit <laughs> well, you know, um, you're you are describing something um, as someone who has performed and performed since I was young, for many, 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 many years. I would perform with my father, 
mm-hmm. um, and perform in concerts and, you know, and um, and in intimate settings as well. Um, but there would be moments within that concert where I would go into what one can only explain as a meditative state. Right. And it was at that time that all suffering would be suspended right like i would literally be in that that ecstatic that nirvana state right right? because everybody searches for that happiness yeah because the word nirvana me is to get out of suffering right yeah like to to be able to like transcend yourself from away all the conflict and like all your suffering and to be able to move on and be happy of what you get you have i think dad really can sums up what is happiness right now is the ability to rebuild your mm-hmm. rebuild yourself from all of what happened yes. in the past yeah. i think it like it was like about two days ago we um we celebrate like we commemorate the 9-11 attack right Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and you know um it was one of those darkest time in america history like to uh, like it, it really it really hit um, like really hard to everybody and i think like what happened in that time and i was able to like go to their memorial in that moment like when i touched like the deck, um, like the the cobblestone for like of those people lost. I felt that energy. I felt that there was something that was so harsh, and mm. when I was able to experience it, it overwhelms me, and you know it made me cry mm. in a way that I never felt because that happened in two thousand and one, and I was like one year old, but somehow. 16 year later when I, when I first came it just hit me. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't understand why but but it was really harsh. I assume it's that way for all memorials or you know um places in which we know that there's been tragedy. I think others have written about experiences um um going to concentration camps right yeah um in europe uh the japanese internment camps here in california um i think that any time that there is some sort of place or a, a a an experience that's been memorialized throughout our um history and throughout our culture right and we're reminded of it through possible um studying in school i think there's like a a vibration that stays there um Mm. when you're at the place there's like nikola tesla said everything is frequencies and vibrations and Mm. all this stuff i think that's very much true so when you go to one of these sites even though you um weren't there or didn't experience it you still felt it it's kind of like in Star Wars when Alderaan is destroyed and millions of people, billions of people are uh, killed. Obi-Wan felt it, you know, 
because it vibrated through the universe. Right. Because the that is the idea of the forest. The forest is a living entity of its mm. own. It's surrounded everywhere. Yeah. It's in our it's in our blood. It's in our flesh. Well, and if you believe in reincarnation, then people are, you know, being reborn over and over again, mm -hmm. right? Right. And um, living lifetimes and lifetimes over and over again. Or if you look at um, uh, psychology, you know, Jung and others who talk about um, sort of our our all being a part of the collective to bring in that's star wars is that not or is not a star trek star trek collective um, the collective whatever oh the borg yeah the yeah. borg right right the hive mind <laughs> yes. well i i mean somebody yeah exactly the collective consciousness mm -hmm. and that's what the hell is that right yeah. but um i was gonna say something when uh, yeah when we went to you remember um we went to uh, Auntie Joe's like restaurant she bought, mm. and it used to be a jail. Right. And we went oh, wow. in into the jail we area went underneath where the jail was, where they did like all these bad things, and you and me immediately felt this heavy burden. Yes. Immediately, we did, and we like looked at each other and we're like, "What?" the hell like we weren't expecting that at all yeah you and felt we, that energy it was weird we stood in this one spot mm -hmm. you know we went like f as we you know and then right. we like when we went out of that spot it was gone it was just right. like it was it was weird yeah, like something heavy energy bad had yeah. happened there right. yeah well it was a jail cell and it, it you know you're bringing up sort of new york and there's um is it alcatraz alcatraz over there um well I think or is so. That, off of, oh that that now Alcatraz like, would be like um into San Francisco. Oh okay, near yeah, San, that's San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah. Okay, I was I know I was like uh New York, San Francisco, one of those places. Yeah. Yeah, San Francisco. Alcatraz. Um, uh, you know I've never been to Alcatraz, um, but I've always wanted to because I bet that there would be sort of those feelings, you know. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if you could handle it. You know right, what I mean? Right. Because the unique the uniqueness of Alcatraz is that is it's in an isolated island of its right. own. And when we think of isolation, I think that's our downfall. Because when we when we succumb to our own our own thoughts in in that moment when we close ourselves, we isolate to the world, mm. that's when the deep the dark, the twisted, like the uh, like thoughts and mind in in our brain triggers, and mm -hmm. we and and we just keep trying to fight it, but until a certain point, it will break you. Right. The shadow you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get to that, but I want to say like. I think it's that vibrations when you go to a place like that mm. and it could be amplified if you studied or experienced uh, such and such thing. We were watching the documentary with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez mm. and her rise to power. Um, and I think it, it hit you hard, definitely. And it mm. hit me very hard too, because we lived that you lived mm. that that struggle 
you know, the Latin American struggle, the Arab Muslim struggle, the, you know, what other did they have? Female, yeah, the female struggle, uh, place of authority, Mm -hmm. the struggle of poverty, Mm -hmm. and that, uh, that's tie like you know hit both of us Mm -hmm. because you know you've spent a lot of time in that you know social media or social justice Mm -hmm. arena arena i've spent some time in that and so you know our experiences amplify it too but also the that sort of vibration amplifies it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that's well, mm-hmm. I I kind of I'm kind of glad we, you guys bring that up because um, another question that I kind of begged about is is there happiness in in political spectrum? I mm. mean, everybody seems to at this point. Really, I can I can bluntly say this. They really don't give a fuck about any other people than themselves. Like, mm. I, I can tell you this. This is one of those times that is difficult for anybody in both sides, mm. both conservative and Democrat, mm. yeah, to yeah, able to Wait. have a dialogue. I'm getting like major static. Mm. There'd be like really silence for a second. Is the air conditioning off? Yes. Okay, continue. I don't know what that is. Mm. Continue. I'm sorry. Right. So let me recap. So, so the question is: Is there happiness in in political spectrum? And, and the, so the political arena. Do yeah. we do we find happiness? Right. Is your question? Right. Well, I think you know Devin alluded to um, the social justice and various movements. Right. Um, right. I think that some people find a lot of happiness in social action in social justice right so um if people just um take 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 um uh, take everything that is done to them and they don't have hope for changing their circumstances or changing the circumstances of a people or changing the circumstances of a a class of people, right? Right. Um, if they don't have hope, then how can you be happy? Mm-hmm. So I think many people do find happiness in that pursuit of justice, that pursuit of equality. And so I think you can find happiness in in the political arena. Um, I mean, I know that I have when I've um, participated in marches um, to change laws, uh, I've felt very happy, right? Um, it's been, it's a, it's a source of feeling in community with others. And there's so many people who feel the same way that you do and feel that there's an injustice that needs to be righted. Right. And so I, um, I can see how just taking action, whether it be with others or, and especially when it's with others, there's something about being in community with others that can make you feel happier. 
Yeah, right? they there was very much they mentioned the rebellion, right? You know what I mean? That's the rebellion mm. against right the empire, sort of. And if right. we're gonna go with the Star Wars terms, and that's mm-hmm. that's really what it's about. It's mm. um, it's justice, right? And justice right. is often a rebellion. Well, it's right. right, exactly. I mean, it's saying that our country was founded on the ideas that everyone is equal, but we don't practice what we preach, mm-hmm. right, right? Right. And that's not okay. We need to do better by the people of this country. We need to do better by ourselves. We need to do better for our our children and grandchildren because if we don't, what's going to happen? Right. And I'm glad that you you bring that up about like 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 people are preached more than they act because I find that really irritating that some of both conservative and democratic um, politician seems to has this tendency to getting arguments and both basically they they bring they bring their idea in like they just they just like they just spatting their, their their opinion right in front of your face and doesn't even give you an idea or even like an explanation for what they're saying for mm-hmm. example trump mm-hmm. everybody i can tell you this everybody is like in democrat and in, in the democrat side are like tired of his rant uh, of its rants mm-hmm. i'm just i'm just like ah, eh, that's trump being trump Right. Let's put put that way because Trump is a is we can agree that Trump is an ego maniac. <laughs> His, and 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 don't right. get me wrong, people. Don't get me wrong. I got my reason because Shark Tank. He's a so he he live in a reality TV TV world. Oh yeah. He hosting Miss Miss America people. So mm-hmm. that's where he's come from. Mm-hmm. And when you hear say, if and I'm telling you this because this is what my policy is. It's gonna be right. huge. It's gonna be <laughs> huge. It just and what the propaganda is doing. It's just promoting fake news. Right. That's just Trump being Trump. Mm-hmm. But but from my from my political standpoint, um, and I'm really happy to say this to you, is that. And like, I don't see Trump as like a motivation, a motivational speaker. He would be terrible at it. Mm, we can yeah, agree on that. Yeah, you yeah. don't. You don't he feel does. motivated. Can you yes. move your mic a little bit back more? Oh yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry about it. Was sorry, really sorry. close. Yeah. So, but well, you can move it a little closer, like right, like where you see. Oh, okay. Closer, just a little bit. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right. So, so to be to con- to continue. But if you're looking at like a point of economic, economic standpoint, that's where you come from. My mom and dad are both bank, work in a bank, and they work for the government. And and recently, their their um their bank, shout out to Vietcom Bank, Ameri- in in Vietnam, they just <laughs> strike a deal with um with a with a with a financial district in New York and now like they're able 
to open the first Vietcom Bank facility in America, mm. which is really you must be so excited. It's really exciting time, but kind of busy for them. And yeah. I, and I haven't talked to them much, but I try avoid not to because I, I can feel like they're they're trying to rush in their work. So, mm. but love you guys. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and what what Trump is trying to promoting, I think that he's trying to promote this, like um, this um, American product and like American industrial back into like into the economy, and what he's trying to do is trying to promote more of our pro of of what America products. And able to sell it, like to sell with like other markets because now like a lot of our industrial um, products are made by China, mm. and so that is what his campaign is all about. And really, that that really caused the effect of what um, you guys been telling about like how. How he's kind of ignoring the other sides, like the the racial issue, like yeah. Well, he's a he's a businessman. He's a marketer, so that right. makes perfect sense. He he's kind of trying to sell the American product, which is what every president has done, mm, and I think right, that's right. what people are sick of. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's it's like um, you know. Well, I mean, the the problem is that while while he is focused on that, you know, the aspect of economy and acting like I'm such a great businessman, so therefore mm. I'm going to make all of us rich, mm-hmm. okay, and I'm going to create jobs and everything. He's he's not necessarily um, doing that effectively and with much success. And then he's also at the same time rolling back laws that were put into place that um, create a little more equality and demonstrate a caring for the American people. Mm. So um, that's why I have, I mean, I have a problem with that in that, yeah, okay, that's what he's trying to do. I think it's all like smoke and mirrors at this point. And a lot of it is to distract us so that they can take away our human rights and take away our rights um, as citizens as well, right? Um, And take away rights from those who come to our country and are guests here and should have rights as well. Mm, while right. they're here studying or working or then becoming a citizen. So um, uh, anyway, so I just I think that if you're going to be focusing on economics and strengthening our strengthening our economy, don't um, don't be uh, pretending to do that while you're doing other things um, that we're not all aware of or unaware of there's Um, a lot being done mm. and it's um it's hidden from us Mm. and that's scary to me because you know i um i have ancestry that came to this country and um and uh came to this country for freedom right 
for the ideals that we founded this country on. And I feel very strongly about those ideals. Right. Um, And I don't wish to see them systematically torn down by one president or one administration. Administration. One government. Yeah. Yeah. So... We talked about the shadow, and Carl Jung was uh, name-dropped a little bit. Mm. And we talked a little bit about um, you have to go to war to find peace and uh, happiness. Mm -hmm. And there was one thing that I heard, and it was the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He has a podcast, Mm -hmm. and he had David Goggins on the podcast, who's a huge... um, He's just a crazy guy. Um, but um, he, they were talking about happiness and success. And the author, I forget his name, Robert something. He said, you know, I'm successful and I'm sort of happy, but I'm not prideful. And I, and, and pride is often associated with fulfillment. So he's not fulfilled and they connected it to what David Goggins was saying to him, which was you need to go with war, go and go, you need to go with war with yourself. you like, you need to go to war. You mm. need to go to war with yourself. We call it, so that transformation. Yeah, the transformation. Right, the transformation. The transformation or the, of the self. Yeah, right? yeah. In Islam, they call it jihad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Carl Jung talks about the shadow. And mm. that's the sort of transformation that tests who you are mm-hmm. as a human being and right. how strong you are. I mean, that's also the idea of trial by fire. I mean, when Mm. people in, like, I know that Gilgamesh, when Mm. um, there's a piece about, like, how he went into trials to, for his love. Wasn't, what's the name again? Hmm? Like, what's the name of his, um, his, his lover, Gilgamesh? Oh. Um, I don't know. Yeah. there's Ankadu and there's Gilgamesh, and I think everybody else is kind of a side character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To be honest. Well, anyway, and also like the idea of like Dante Alighieri, Dante's the Divine Inferno, Inferno mm-hmm. or the Divine Comedy, talks yes. about like the seven levels of hell and hell. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. trying to um, retrieving the soul of Beatrice, his mm-hmm. um his lover, and so yeah, I mean. The idea that people should go to a transformation and able to make themselves better is is kind of existent in both like in a lot of like subject even like literature you can see it in like motivational speak and even in religions uh, like in um, in sermons mm. like they talk about it constantly. Right, that inner transformation. Right, like, yes. like in in the Bible is the story of Lazarus. Mm-hmm. Lazarus. Yeah, the mm-hmm. the Lazarus. Mhm, mhm. And yeah, yeah, I think society. Um, I think that's what's been forgotten in society mm. is you need to 
go through that. You know what I mean? Yeah. We sort of uh, rush adolescence, especially. You know. Right. We we go say go to school, go to school, go to school, go to school, um, and we sort of forget that there needs to be a um a transformation within themselves mm-hmm. to figure out what the hell they are. And um, when you're talking about, like, in the household, that's why a lot of teenagers get very bitchy with their parents. Because right. their parents are holding them back in right. some way. And, you know, like, I always afraid of, of you know, like, like now when when I'm grow older, I feel more responsible to to my family, my parents' happiness, mm. because I feel like the the hard work that they have given to me as um to giving me an education and come here and to study really helped me like had an open minded about my parents' sacrifice mm-hmm. and the the amount of of hard work that they put on that they that they put on for almost 40 years now is tremendous and i and i never and i felt great to you know came here and have um have this experience and when when my parents came back and came here about three weeks ago we it was one of those times i felt happy to able to talk with them with with the the much with a lot amount of positive optimism like we were able to talk about like like a lot of our concerns a lot of our problems but we were able to encourage each other to be better Mm. and that was really great about it yes (laughs) but but then again when you said about like teenagers being bitchy and mm. with with their parents i mean that's that's our generation right now and what happened is it it transferred into another form which is social media mm-hmm. mm. and one of the one of the biggest i think one of the biggest danger of social media that it can hurt you it can really hurt your your identity it can really hurt your self-esteem, mm. and it can really hurt your reputation. Well, it's a yeah, it's a fake yes. land. Yeah, it's right. a it's not real, right? And uh, you know, and that's not necessarily the adolescent's fault. You know what I mean? Right. Well, a lot of fault goes to the to the parents and to the education system that there's not implements and. Sp- in place being taught how to use such a powerful tool correctly Mm, well okay so you as you are growing up you go through what we call identity crises right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so what you two are referring to is the identity crisis that is experienced within adolescence and you could have Several of them, right? Yeah, there's a, you could have them all the way till you're 60. Yeah, there's right. always, you, you can, yeah, you can have multiple, like, many, many identity I, crises. 
but but sorry, Jake. I just want to finish. Yeah. So so the the identity crisis being coupled with social media that was not something that I experienced as a teenager, right? I didn't have social media to be displaying all of my crises on huh, yeah. the internet for that was the, that will be there forever and ever and ever uh, for somebody to find. And that's the difference, right? That's the difference in that you all now can let the whole world know when you're going through an identity crisis and um and and adults do that as well, place. right? Adults do that as well. They're constantly um posting when they're going through things and um and is that a good thing or a bad thing? I I don't know. I think that we should you know, maybe be a little cautious. A little, yeah, right. I think it's a just de- display all of our emotions. I think it's a bad thing for one thing that you said, Jake, earlier, mm-hmm. which was you find yourself in solitude. You know mm. what I mean? Right. Like you gotta, you gotta disconnect from everybody. You gotta get out of the city, the kind of concrete jungle, mm-hmm. and you need to go out and, you know, be a little selfish. Because, mm. you know, you got to be selfish in order to be selfish, selfless, mm. you know, you, you got to figure out, you know, what you what you are in terms. And that's the sort in of war. To to others, I, I, yeah. I had the same idea with you, but I feel like the social media create this facade that everybody should had this certain mm-hmm. certain a lot of flossing feel and like a lot of this like um structure is mm. like you know i see a lot of many people posting about like going out or anything at any certain time and even like they're posting at while they're driving and th- which is dangerous Ooh, mm-hmm. very dangerous <laughs> like wow. it's dangerous even even 30 30 people like 30 year old people they right. they would they would post an an inspirational like speaking while they driving or like they show off their like like the clo- six packs six packs mm-hmm. or clothing that like mm-hmm. like super super sexy all that stuff and like you know like yeah. and like and let me tell you this like Bilber said don't don't show don't show your don't show your shut up don't don't show your chest and like able to to make an inspirational speech, I mean, come on. You, what are you thinking? What are you thinking, huh? Like you're trying to give a people speech or something, huh? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, stunting and flossing on social media. Look at my new car. Look how successful I am. But oh, it's that's... really, it's really because people deep down are uh, very insecure and right. they need recognition, you know, mm-hmm. in order to be, you know. Yeah, and then that ties up to like depression and like what happened in day in El Paso, all of these mass shootings like that happens in the last of our twenty years. Mm. Think about Columbine. Think about the the Sandy's mass Sandy Hook. Sandy Hook. Mm. I mean, those were devastating. Yeah, and I think like now, it's one of those times that everybody seems to seems to lost themselves mm. in that process. And you think social media is affecting affecting our society so much that we're seeing an increase in 
shootings? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, exactly. And I, I had this conversation with Eldridge when we walked back from the Orange Circle on Friday. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of discussing briefly of how social media is is making our our gener our our generation, you and I, become more become more self serving and mm-hmm. selfish, selfish, insecure, insecure, and be being depressed, depressed. Yeah, and and you know like. I can I can safely say I'm I'm at this moment in my life I I haven't feel any depression at all. It's just I'm feeling a little tired. Mm. The weariness of like of a lot of information that is coming. Yeah, there's an information overlord, overload, and there's an overlord. (laughs) (laughs) Social media as yeah. Everything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a huge uh, overload in terms of information, and you just kind of you, you're not allowed to, you know, discharge. And that's where a lot of people look at meditation as a tool, or um, washing the dishes can even be a meditation if you yeah, like do for me, it right? Yeah, like I uh, I always I always do this segment called Cooking Weekend in Instagram. Mm-hmm. And you notice that because you love to cook. Yeah, but also it's really meditative for me because cooking is an act of love. Mm. And when you cook for yourself, it means you're learning how to love yourself. Yes. You're learning how to nurture your body, and then when you're doing it, when when you do it at like at a constant pace mm. or a constant like like moment like point it becomes like this nature and when you're doing it and when you're able to share with other people you've begin to feel appreciated of how of of your hard work but also people feel happy for for what you do Mm -hmm. you're feeding people yeah because feeding Mm -hmm. people is is a way that you nourish them Yes. Yeah. yeah. Not just nourishing them physically, but emotionally and spiritually as well. People right. like to be well fed and they feel loved when they're fed well and it tastes good. Yeah. Too. I think uh, the conversation really needs to be changed in uh, our society towards happiness and uh, self-awareness and not towards the uh, element of and the facade of success, which is being promoted and has been promoted for right. a long time. And we're sort of shifting into the new empire of authenticity. But there's still uh, that trap. Mm. Competing that, with the Joneses, they call yeah, it. Right. That yeah, that a lot of adolescents especially get into because, mm-hmm. you know, there's judgment placed on uh, everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. even even at at like uh, at the microscopic um, thing, like what your type of music, I, mm-hmm. it really, mm. it can really judge you. Like people can judge you from that too. Yeah, it's right. like who. Who cares what I like to listen yeah. to? Yeah, like now. Who cares what so and so likes to yeah, listen? Yeah, like to? now. Now I I see like a lot of like younger people listening to this 
trap music and like mm. these hip hop artists like um like flexing on their on their go on their wealth on their cars on mm-hmm. how many women that yeah. they, they have been there's definitely two sides of the hip hop genre and you gotta you gotta pick a side i think there's that you know flossing then there's also the very old intellectual head. side yeah old head new like old head versus new new age and that well, that has been like like existing during the past of 10 years like now i mean i i can reflect that like back when hip hop was blowing up in the 90s you got like guys like Tupac you got Biggie you got Nas Tupac oh yeah Tupac I was love up. Tupac he was yeah. great yeah then you got Snoop Snoop Dogg the Buzz Snoop Dio Double G <laughs> and then you got Dr Dre oh my Eminem mm-hmm. and all the guys Rakeem. like Rakim yeah they they really like they really put that music genre back to the map, and then well they they created it yeah they you know, it wasn't they, even on the map and they, they uh, but they perfected it they perfected it to a point that it it becomes so successful to them that it seems like they they were able to live out they 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 were able to be happy. Think about it like Jay Z he's like. He's like the, like the the millionaire dollar like the millionaire hip hop artist. He's married to Beyonce, mm-hmm. and they have a family, and they look happy. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like they look happy, but Jay Z has talked about, you know, his rut in social media, and that's how we get into New Empire. Is artists these big artists start talk being more authentic. And talking about the difficult times they've had. And so, you know, Jay-Z was on a podcast and he talked about how he just has to go into seclusion and meditate too. Because he gets caught in that trap. Because it's very easy to get caught in that trap. Yeah, even mm-hmm. any artist. Like, I know you guys probably love Robin Williams. Who's mm-hmm. that? Robin Williams. He passed away, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. From uh, suicide. He's on do, Jumanji do, 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 too, right? Yeah. What? Oh gosh. I'm he's like, he's like, also I can hear the music in my head. Our favorite movie. Oh, Birdcage. 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 Yes. Um, I love Birdcage. He was Mark and Mind- Mark and Mark and Mindy. Uh, good, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. Uh, Aladdin. Yeah, he um. Was he on Aladdin? Yeah, yeah he, he was. He cartoon? was the genie, man. Yeah, he, he played the genie. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and Aladdin's too orientalist for me. Yeah, that's, that's my problem. Yeah, it was Robin, Robin Williams. I I would say the most greatest comedian of all time. Mm. Yeah. And it was so He's tragic hilarious. that that he 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 lo- he lost his life to suicide, yeah. and it really affected. He lost life to suicide. Yeah, he took yeah. His life. I'm like out of the know. Like I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Yeah, he. Um. So I guess what you're talking about is that even you can be a big star, right? Right. And and still be unhappy. Right. Have yeah. success and mm-hmm. be famous. Right. Because you're not proud of yourself, right? 
No, is that where I, that relates? I think, I think depression. Happy? I think depression. There's um uh, a lot uh, with depression. There can be chemical imbalance. There's um, also family turmoils, mm-hmm. and there's also related to um your struggle your your uh, like struggle with any kind of like addition like for for example like robin williams he had this he has addition with alcohol and he did mention about being rehab Mm. like to and you know he was also bullied back back uh, back when he was um he was young too Mm. and it really affected his mental health and mm-hmm. I think that like when when he passed away, it it mar- it marked a point where we have to realize that so, like depression is a it's a real problem. It is, and it's a yeah. it's a real problem um, in many communities, right? It's not just. Um, it's not just kids. It's not just, you know, there are so many people um, that look happy and they're not happy. They struggle with depression. Right. Um, I remember I had a friend who had told me, you know, I struggle with depression. And in my naivete, I said, I said, but you always seem so happy. smiling right and i learned from her that that was the wrong thing to say so i got called out on that and i learned that that you know that was not just because somebody looks happy um when you see them doesn't mean that they're not struggling with a deep depression and maybe having to take medication to help or some people you know medication doesn't help and they have to find other means to get through um this thing we call life you know and um you know um this past few days i was able to come back and play this little game called life is strange Mm -hmm. and in that game i find a lot of themes about depression oh really Mm -hmm. and yeah that's huge in that game i've never heard of that game and it, it talks about a lot of like the idea of loss you know one of the, the characters, two characters that I think is a good example of of t- type of depression, Kate and um and Chloe Chloe Price, mm. and you know the the aftermath of depression really escalate like really resemble in in like these two characters, Kate, she. Let me give you guys a little background of the character because I don't want to spoil it. So there's a, a character lot. in the game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Life is char- Strange. Yeah, okay. Life is Strange. and pr- It's a video game? It's a video game. Okay. It's a story video game. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, Kate. Like, RPG? No. No, it's um, it's a storytelling. Yeah, storytelling. Okay. It's, yeah. a, it's a really amazing game and it won like multiple awards. Huh. Okay. And I, cool. I think like... Um, the game really tells a really relative character, like related relatable story. character. Yeah, yeah, very and, relatable. Yeah. So anyway, so Kate, she is a Christian, a, mm-hmm. a very devoted Christian girl, mm-hmm. but somehow, like the like how the writing of this character is, she's 
seems to have, like caught in like depression of her lot like in the like she lost she kind of like lost in her belief and she kind of lost in her own like guidance because she has been devoted to Christian so long that even at even she was so devoted to it she couldn't handle all the oppression that she had for a lot of like um bullying like the bullying uh from from this girl Victoria and like the um, and the and then the um, like shame like public shaming in social media mm. for her being Christian no for 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 this kind of like video that like they recorded her partying and making out with other oh, people and okay. it so and she it, lost it her faith and it was mean. devastating when i wow. when i saw her jump from Oh no no I shouldn't I shouldn't say you're okay, spoiling don't it say, no I don't spoilers, I don't want no, no spoilers, spoilers. Well, no spoilers. I, sorry guys sorry you can probably no guess yeah so so what happened we to her know. is that she committed suicide okay and so it really affected the tone of the story of and and it taught me something like even at the even people with the with the most like devoted the most like like the most um you think they're very faithful faithful to right. to their own belief mm-hmm. even them can have depression well isn't there that show i have never seen it because i i i, I don't know maybe i just haven't had a desire that 13 reasons why or something like that yeah, yeah. everybody's kind of glorifies suicide right and and that's concerning um you know there have been academics that have written about this it's a big concern because of what you just said this glorifying of suicide mm-hmm. and suicide is a real um issue um it's a real issue not just in our culture or in in our country but in other countries right right in other countries um isn't it i want to say in japan in japan right yeah there's a there's isn't a there are a lot of suicide among yeah there's young a forest people? called um if I, if I if i if i if i can't remember the name is the name of it is aokigawa forest something like that yeah mm-hmm. aokigawa yeah. forest was one of those for and i did a story about it and in one of like back back when I was a senior, do you remember that? I, yeah, I, I did. I did. Uh, I remember that. No, he he brought us a, a s- article oh, in, right? You brought yeah, an article. Yeah, and like about mm, about how familiar. how this YouTuber basically. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Logan Paul, it, right? Sort of made fun of it. Or yeah. Like, so made yeah. a fun he, of it. He videotaped a dead body. Oh my. Um, was insensitive, is what you're saying. He was insensitive. It was yeah. very yeah. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Yeah, you brought it in a the glorification of suicide. Jay Fisher was on the news talking about that, right? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, we, uh, a psychologist friend of ours. Yes. Yeah, we got to have yes. him on the podcast. He's well, very, cool. very interesting. Yeah, he talked about that, and uh, sort of. I haven't seen the show for that reason. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I haven't either. And, but um, it's it's very. Uh, graphic it's really graphic is it graphic is it? have yeah, you really, seen it um it's very graphic in like the the terms of these character are acting and like they mm. they kind of like 
they kind of like use their physical their physical action that it it really struck to me and i i tend and i try to avoid that show as well because it's tempting yeah it's really a tempting but it really tempting to watch you mean no it's tempting Tempting that others? idea that idea. you kill yourself and you leave videotapes. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, that is very tempting. It's very right. tempting to, you know, cut yourself and then let's say, for example, bleed out somewhere. Oh, it's, this it's very oh, tempting. this conversation just get dark. Yeah. It's, it's there, getting dark. Well, there's an... Uh, there's an it's a... Uh, I don't want to glorify suicide at all, but... There's a beauty to everything, right. and sometimes people see that beauty in suicide, and hmm. in in the art of suicide. Right, and you know, like death has always been this obsession of our of our existence. Like, what what is gonna happen to our body after we die? Speculation about who we are after death. The afterlife, um, angels or demons. Right. Uh, but it, but if somebody takes their own life, it's, um, uh, I don't know that, that that is in terms of, uh, I don't, I don't know that that's a glorifying of suicide. That is a, um, uh, a, a cry out. It's for a, help. A cry for, it's a cry. It's a letting us all know that, mm-hmm. that, you know, something very, I mean, I've, I can think of three people off the top of my head that I know that committed suicide. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is not something that is new to me. It's not something that's new to your generation. This has been going on for a long time. A long my time. generation, people older than I am, um, uh, people younger than I am. And um, it's, it's, it it's when people are to the point they're in such deep despair such deep despair that they don't they just can't get out of it and then they take their own life so um i don't i mean if a show is going to teach us how somebody could be in deep despair and to provide compassion and to learn to be compassionate if it's going to do that, then I'm down with that. But if it's going um, to be glorifying, glorifying this thing it, yeah. called suicide, like, I am not okay do. with that. I'm um, not there. okay with that because we need to get past this this lifestyle of a social media lifestyle where everybody's videotaping themselves constantly, constantly, constantly for the whole world to see. And let me post this photo and that photo. Um, we're not all on reality TV show here, but we're <laughs> acting as though we are, right? right? Yeah. We all want to be. That's, that's why, like, like, because, you know, like, when I do these um, cooking weekends, like, it's not just, like, I want to show building it up. It's just that I want to do something that I love. Mm-hmm. And I want to do... Mm-hmm. With, and you want to share it. And I want to share it with people with a, a, a sense of enthusiasm yeah. as well as drawing like when i took that summer cl- class on drawing i having fun i was very productive with it and i felt the energy of it oh wonderful yeah i, mm-hmm. I always felt the energy of like there was an uncertainty about it like if i gonna do well but as as i i continued to go on with it i felt so tremendously grateful um 
with the experience and thanks to Mr. Howard. His name is Tim Howard. Amazing professor. I really nice. like him. Um Santa Ana baby. Mm. You you guys are the best. <laughs> and yeah, and it really it really opened me to other people. And mm. I met a lot of people who who are new to art and sometimes and people who have been in in the school for so long and it's just an amazing thing. But mm. and you're talking about something, you know, that maybe close to art therapy, right? We actually have such a therapy out there in which the medium of art is used to heal. Right. 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 Think of like many of works of art that had had uh, like uh, Van Gogh. Van yes. Gogh was really tragic. His story yes. as a art as an artist was really tragic. Mm. And you know like we very grateful for him like to um, able to make those work in those time and back when back then um there was this taboo of uh, expressing people of your depression and you know and you're not allowed to it right and mm-hmm. as male male like male like male like you and me Devin, like we were not allowed to show any kinds of weakness either like to like to, to like um like our existence like to like out the history yeah mm. it's like, a it's a shift for us as a, a men um i mean there's some of us who do show weakness and there's some of us who don't because we right. still can't show weakness right it's just not smart and mm. uh you know I'm very opinionated on the subject of young men, but uh, you do you. Like I, I don't know, I don't know where to. You have to find your, you know, yeah, how you want to portray yourself to the world. Right, right, and yeah, like always, always be minded about what you're portraying, and always be aware mm. of what you're showing to people, mm-hmm. because right. that's. Because what you're showing can either help you or it can destroy you. Mm. And, you know. People size you up. They they make an, a, a judgment about you in, what is it, the first three seconds? Yeah, you got to be careful. Yes, I'm, I'm just going right? to say, don't be, if you're a young man, don't um, just... No, just, you gotta be careful, cause don't you you can't portray yourself mm. as weak, right? Just but cause, just be genuine, guys. Like honestly, just be genuine. We need genuine people. Yeah, but there's a lot of uh, fake genuine, right? Where you know, yeah, young guys don't really know themselves, but even if you don't know yourself, you still need to, I think, portray yourself strong when you're walking down the street you have to hold yourself a certain Just way hold your head up high yeah, yeah. hold your head up high shoulders back head don't, up high don't and, and don't be slouch proud of who you are. yeah yeah and because people look at that and people are predators you know yeah yeah and always and you know always 
always look um, look for support, family. I think yes. family is the best med like the best solution mm-hmm. to every single problem. Mm-hmm. And and, and if you don't have good family support then you find friends that can be like family yeah yeah you know? and you know and that's communities an... various communities whether yeah they be like like the um, social community a religious community a, you know whatever yeah. type of community a club yeah like um, um sports I, I have a team i have a show that like i i watch um religiously like for the past um two years since i came here mm. um it's called bojack horseman it's a really clever show about showing the showing you the um, reality of our of our of our the the a list the a listers life and how it's it's a nihilistic show right right really nihilistic but it's and it hit me so hard because it's telling it's teaching me about the idea of depression about mm. suicidal thoughts and about like the self destructive act and how it affect your mental health basically and yes your thoughts can yeah and thoughts and words and actions can yeah well you create a reality that you're talking about um you know friends and uh, this is another topic but i'm sure you know there's got to be somebody listening to this and going well i don't have any friends right you know there's a lot of people that you know, they don't know how to make friends Mm -hmm. or they don't have that tribe. And there's a huge loneliness epidemic where a lot of people feel like they don't, they can't talk to anybody, you know, they don't have close friends. So that even happens as you get older, you, you move in and out of communities and you lose some friends and you gain new ones and you have to be malleable uh, you have to be able to traverse various communities and connect with people. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but that's and that's not something that we've taught very well. We haven't. You know? We, have we a, need we, to teach that better to our students. I mean, I was very um, blessed in that I had parents who made me at a very young age walk up to people on the playground and introduce myself and say you want to play and learn how to make friends but that doesn't mean that i didn't experience loneliness and moments of loneliness and um and and feeling not as connected to friends and you know i have experienced all of that and that's that's a part of why you need to seek out communities and find what you're interested in and go find like-minded individuals to um to become friends with right like right. you know for instance uh dungeons and dragons right we all love to play that game well mm-hmm. where can you go a comic store right when we were in um new mexico right in a small town yeah they had we a... found out oh they have dungeons and dragons playing and they cool. said to us they had oh, an awesome dnd each table. week we play we play <laughs> dnd come join us yeah I well miss... if we were staying longer we would have done that right mm-hmm. and it was like whoa like-minded people yeah, yeah. i, I kind of missed that too like now like think back of my senior like if i weren't doing soccer i wouldn't have love to spend all day playing dungeon dragons right mm-hmm. yeah but you know and we need to get a game going I, yeah. and we do we do need a game going right 
and and that's that's fun that's finding community right within so you know we found community within the the school right um the dungeon the dragons crew so to speak right but i think you're right them and i think that we do have people out there that are listening and saying i don't know what to do and that's why um i i mean i've had people talk to me about being lonely or wanting friends and i've always encouraged them go find a community go find an activity that you enjoy you will naturally find people that are interesting to you go take a class at your local community college or somewhere find those that have similar interests and you will start to make friends organically and you never know who you're going to find that's going to be your friend for a lifetime and it's not about the amount of friends you have it's about the it's not quantity it's quality it's the quality of friends it it truly is is. you know my best friend and i have been um uh best friends since college and we met in theater class you know if we didn't take theater class maybe we wouldn't have met and become such close friends um and we've been friends for a very very long mm-hmm. time yeah and yeah. our kids are similar ages and you know um but we don't live in the same state we live in separate states mm-hmm. you know as a matter of fact i need to call her <laughs> i'm just letting y'all to, know uh, we may need to end this soon so i can call her back yeah and tell her how much you love her yes yeah because i do so like yeah it's a dr lisa i love you it's a this is a difficult topic we'll have to talk about it in another another um right another episode but um you know this has been a great episode nonetheless yeah thank you jake for being here here. well thank thank you for having me here and you know and my apologies to any listener um like uh who who find it a little destructive like there is like a lot of like um like caught up like bits and pieces of like like i am like when when i talk like when i talk to and you know I try I try to uh, be polite a little bit so my apologies in that and you know I I love to talk with people and you know sometimes sometimes you get that enthusiastic over like it runs over you and you know you can't face yourself and like you're trying to express it but Jake let me just say yeah. this we've enjoyed having you on here and um, we would rather have a talkative guest uh, rather than a silent guest. So we are very, very happy that you are talkative and you have opinions and you you participate as a full member. Like you know, you can you mm-hmm. you could be a part of the Bayat Beat. You know, you're like our extended family, as we've talked about so many times, right? So you're yeah. almost it's like you're a part of our family. So you fit in very well. Yeah, mm-hmm. so thanks yes. thanks again guys and um Thank you. Yeah, so I think I think that's our conclusion to today's episode. Yes, yes so, I think it is. So yeah. um we we normally end uh our episode with uh Devin calls us to say something so you may join with us today and if you like. And we are the, the Bad, Bad Beats. Beats.
Yeah. Yep. Uh, like, comment, and share with your friends yes. and family. Also, let's hear our message. Also, yes. listen into our Spotify. Come on, people. We need more listeners. And right. we love to have you listen and have some thoughts and express it out. Share it with your friend. Yeah. And that's helped us grow this podcast. And we can make more episodes related to you. Who knows? You Maybe we can ask. Yeah. Q&A. Maybe yeah. we could we can have you as a guest. That's right. You yeah. never know. Get the dialogue going with your friends and family. That's most important. Mm-hmm. Right. Egg on those deep conversations. That's right. Right. This is this is truly uh, what my family life was like growing up, and this is what Devin experienced as well. So we're giving you just a snippet just of a what snippet. it's like just in a our household. Bit. Just a little little itty bitty. <laughs> just a little boo. itty bit. Little itty bit, yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Take care. Bye, Arno. (laughs) I'll be back. (laughs)